kind of thought we'd see a little more offense from the Niners this half, and instead, uh, Vikings not scared. They're just carving up that Niners defense. They're going after them, and it's just looking like it may not be what we thought it would be, and this is, here's Monday Night Football for you, right? Jordan Addison is just having a monster coming out yes. game. We talked about this before the game, and that's actually P.I. right there. Uh, he was holding his arm. But we talked about how Jordan Addison needs to step up if he's going to be wide receiver one in place of Justin Jefferson, and he has done nothing but deliver tonight. Two touchdowns, over 100 yards receiving, I think 105 yards receiving. Looks like the Vikings are going to score right now, so woo, woo wee and Meanwhile, the Vikings now seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Wow. The live total's up to 46-and-a-half on this one. Uh, also, 8-2 Rangers up on the Astros in the fifth already. The total Jeez. on that, 14-and-a-half. So plus money, the, pl the plus money day. Pl the, the, the sharp bettors are making hay while the sun shines. Let me tell you what. Now, it probably doesn't happen twice, but they, were, they are uh, 10 to 1 right now on the money line, the Astros, to win. All we need is for someone to get plunked. We need a home run after that. And, and then Baker to get know, kicked out. Probably not going to happen twice. It only happens once. So, all right, we bring in our buddy Patrick Everson, senior reporter, Vegas insider, and uh, – I don't know if you saw what happened. You obviously were watching the game, Patrick. But uh, Trista had the under in the first half of this game. Sitting there nice and pretty, 10-7. Even a field goal would have kept her under. And then Jordan Addison, 60-yard touchdown, sent the thing over and sent really the mood on this entire set, my friend, just the energy was sucked out of it. That's one of the worst bad beats I think I've ever seen. And I feel like, Patrick, that's kind of a – encompasses what the weekend was like for the public, wasn't it? Oh, that's fair to say. And I did hear about uh, Trista's uh, fate with misfortune there. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to figure out if I feel worse for Ryan having the flu or Trista yeah. losing that bet. It's close. Uh, the flu does suck, but wow. <laughs> I feel for you, Trista. I'm sorry about that. But yeah, I, I mean, look, it's a little bit of a synopsis of the weekend for sure because obviously um, – uh, you know, the nine, you know, not so much from Trista's perspective on the under, but more so from the public certainly is on the Niners tonight, was on the Bills yesterday, uh, along with a couple of other teams, certainly was on the Lions. And it's de it definitely, for most books, was a pretty good NFL week for the second week in a row because the right teams lost in the right spots. And it might continue tonight. I mean, if Minnesota punches this in, San Francisco is going to have its hands full trying to come back here. Yeah, uh, Pat, if you want the full rundown, in terms of the public, 70% or more of bets in Week 7. If the Vikings cover tonight, it will be the Vikings. Uh, the Buccaneers do not cover. 84% of the money was on the Bucks. 83% of the money was on the Raiders. 80% of the money was on the Bills. 78% on the Packers, no. 77% on the Niners, possibly no. 76% on the Rams, 74% on the Browns, 73% on the Lions. <laughs> the only team, Patrick, that the public was on big that actually hit, squeaked out, which is the Seahawks minus eight and a half. So what do we take from this? What do the books say? Is this a trend that we can expect to continue? Because it feels like now we need to fade the public at least temporarily. <laughs> Right. Well, I think what you got to remember is the, the pendulum is always going to swing, and it never swings more viciously than it does in the NFL. Uh, the public had uh, a few good weeks early on, a few good weeks in college football, too, thanks to my Colorado Buffaloes. But uh, Colorado is giving everything back, and is all ready to give some more back this week at UCLA. But um, 
look, the pendulum swings back. I don't know that it's a trend you should put, you know, necessarily too much stock in, but just keep in mind, I mean, the, the, that, that again, the pendulum does swing. The books don't stay in business by the public winning every week and hitting, you know, all their three, four, and five team money line parlays, stacking up their favorite, you know, the, the the popular favorites like the Niners and the Chiefs and the Bills and so on. Um, that's not how these buildings get built out here. That's not how they can continue to offer a lot of things they offer in all the other markets where you where they're not looking to build buildings, but are certainly looking to uh, run a profitable business. So. Look, just to, you know, just don't get too wrapped up in uh, in what the public's looking for. And and Trista, you certainly didn't deny it. the under was a great bet. The under first half under is a great bet, and it's been really good. You know, honestly, unders in unders in general in these Monday night games have been pretty good so far this season. So, uh, you just got a really unlucky break there. Speaking of an under that got blown out of the water, Patrick uh, Browns Colts ends thirty nine thirty eight. That game went over at halftime, and yes, I did have the under on that game. So clearly. I just – that to me was the biggest shock of the weekend. Was that for you too or was there anything else that stood out as well that was just a big shocker? I think that was pretty surprising. The reason I'm looking at my phone is I'm going back through a couple of notes and I thought, yeah, Christian Cipollini with BetMGM, he told me Sunday morning, tons of Browns money, to our point on these on all these teams that got a lot of tickets and cash, and lots of under money too. They were all over the Browns under, and that game flies over tons and tons of points. So that was a shocker and one that, again, unusually so, because usually the public is on the over, but unusually so, game goes way over, and BetMGM is thoroughly satisfied with that result. So that was definitely a surprise. I was certainly surprised with the way that – not that the Ravens are good, because I think the Ravens are good. And I wish I'd put in like a future, you know, an AFC or Super Bowl futures last week before this happened, um, because I kind of thought about doing that. But uh, I think that's a good team. I was just stunned that the way they just rolled Detroit, that was just a butt kicking. And again, Detroit was a very public play, not to get us off of the Browns. But yeah, I think that Browns result, um, that Browns game was pretty surprising with all the scoring. You know, uh, pretty surprising that, uh, that that the Browns actually got there in the end. Obviously, some really questionable calls, which I'm sure the two of you have discussed. But um, yeah, just a just a, a crazy NFL Sunday, which is kind of par for the course. Eagles this weekend play the Commanders. Commanders could not have looked worse. Tyrod Come Taylor comes Come on. in. You promised, Trista. So I we know. wouldn't do this anymore. I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> um, so they play. <laughs> they play the Eagles in D.C. now. And what we know about the Commanders is just when they, you think they're going to zig, they zag. Feels like a spot where there's going to be a lot of money coming in on the Eagles, a lot of public money, because in prime time they end up shining against the league's best offense, Miami Dolphins. Is that what, is that what Vegas is going to need, is the Commanders to, to cover that number? I, I think they might even need them to, uh, to win this one outright. They're fully, the odds maker I talk to every Sunday night as these numbers first go on the board. Trista said, uh, you know, with, with how bad Washington looked in week seven against the Giants, they know the Eagles. It, it wouldn't have even mattered if, the, if Washington looked bad, but the fact that Washington looked bad is just going to exacerbate the, how much money, how much tickets and money land on Philadelphia this week, especially with Philadelphia coming off a good Sunday night win. Prime time, everybody watched against a very good Dolphins team. So uh, I think they're going to need the, the, you know, the Commanders in pretty much all ways. And I think Philly is going to be a real popular money line play, money line parlay play, and the the line is right right in the sweet spot. So it's probably going to be a really heavy teaser play to the Eagles as well. You know, it's crazy to look at this week coming up, Pat, because. 
We've only got one game where both teams are over 500. Browns and Seahawks are both four and two. It's kind of a weird. I knew it was a bad like... schedule, but yeah, wow, I didn't bad. know it was now, that bad. Got, <laughs> now you got a, a couple that are obviously 500, like the Bucks are three and three up against the Bills, but the Bills mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. don't look like a great team. They're up and down. It feels like every single week. Where are you seeing some of the early money go in terms of just like teams or maybe specific games? Because this has a feel of like right, a lot of games that could be lopsided. But again, after what we saw last week, it may kind of sway people's opinions a little bit. Right, and one game that moved right out of the gate, the public is not selling on Detroit after that. They're not letting that one game mar their impression, at least early on. They definitely like the Lions still, and I know it's the Raiders, but it is the Monday night game a week, a week from tonight, and the, the odds maker I spoke with on Sunday night, this opened at 7 and went to 7.5, and, and he told me right away, he said, it's one-way traffic on the Lions. I don't expect that to change. Detroit's been a very public team, still is a very public team, and even though they got blown out in week seven, they got blown out by what most people agree is at least a good, oh, the, the Niners get a touchdown, uh, yeah, is at least yeah, a good yeah. Baltimore team. Christian McCaffrey again, if you can believe it. 35 yards, Christian McCaffrey receiving <laughs> touchdown. Should shock and, no one. <laughs> and La- right, and, La- and Las Vegas, on the other hand, lost to, I don't need, I, I mean, I'm going to have to look. What's this guy's name again? I can't even remember the guy's name. Bajent. Um, Bajent. Yes, yes. They lose to a guy who was playing Division II football last year and was undrafted. So, uh, you know, as much as Detroit got blown out, look, they got blown out by Lamar Jackson, who had a great game and who was a great player, and Detroit is a good team. Or, or rather, Baltimore is a good team, and Detroit is a good team, too, for that matter. Uh, Las Vegas looked miserable against a bad team. So uh, I, they're going to be on the lines, and that number is already on the move. So that's one that's, uh, that's already cooking this week. What about this Chiefs-Broncos game? We know that divisional Hmm. rivalry games are always tricky to call. Broncos Mm -hmm. finally cover the number. They have looked absolutely Uh. abysmal. They finally get their second win. I know you're a fan. I don't mean to pile on too too. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I go after Ashley. How'd that first half under go for you, Tristan? I'm in a bad mood, Pat. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Anyway, no, Chiefs okay. end up covering the number against the Chargers. What's what's mm-hmm. uh, Vegas going to need here? Because it feels like as much as I I want to fade the public, I just don't know if I can get there with Denver. Right, and it's it's hard to get there with Denver, especially against a good team. I mean, they did manage to get it done yesterday, but just barely. I guess very late, right before kickoff of that uh, Broncos-Packers game, they that line flips. The Broncos went to the to the short favorite and still managed to cover on a on a on a late field goal there but i don't know that i could put faith in denver either though it's i i will say that uh the odds maker i spoke with on sunday night uh had this opening at eight and a half chiefs and it looks like we've got some eights on the board at least so at least the initial move was toward denver maybe denver at home literally these teams just played two weeks ago and the chiefs barely got the cover because they got a late field goal uh as as 10 and a half point favorites they win by 11 on a late field goal, so De- or Denver would have covered at Kansas City. So I I feel like, you know what I think it is, Trista? I think it's a total stay away because the Chiefs could go in there and just roll them. It could just be a, a butt kicking. But as a division game and fresh off having, you know, kind of a bitter loss at, at Kansas City already, and Denver's lost 16 in a row to Kansas City, by the way, uh, straight up. Um, it's, you know, maybe Denver gets its act together and gives KC a, a, a really good game. I, I feel like I'd stay away. Unless it starts going back up. If it gets to nine, maybe think about Denver. Talking to Patrick Everson, BetMGM tonight. I still got like two and a half minutes here. Uh, How about Michigan now moving in to be the favorite to win the national title over Georgia? 
That is a bit surprising to me. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I mean, I I talked with one ads maker last week, and and Michigan was getting close. The gap was getting closer and closer. It was very tight last week, and as you noted, uh, you know now Michigan in that spot. And what the odds maker told me he said, look, Michigan has kind of separated itself in the Big Ten. He noted they haven't necessarily faced really good teams, but no one is getting close to them at all. So it's they're doing what they should do against teams that aren't that good, and that is beat the daylights out of them. So. He said they're even a bigger favorite to win the Big Ten now, along with, as you noted, now being the favorite to win the national championship. It's a little surprising to me. I still thought uh, Georgia would be number one. But look, you know, Georgia's not too, probably not too worried about that. And for that matter, Michigan, obviously Michigan's got a lot of things to, to be concerned about right now, apparently. But yeah, they they're do. not thinking about that end of it either. They just want to make sure they're in that final four and they don't care if it's one, two, three or four. And, uh, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. But uh but uh, but Michigan is hopefully somebody you know a team that if, if people were interested they got on them a little bit early at at a little bit longer odds you could have got them like seven eight nine maybe ten to one uh, preseason so Oregon does not cover last week uh. at the crib uh, they largely looked not mediocre just not nearly as motivated as I thought that they would be against a team. Uh, that they really needed to crush to continue to look good in the standings to try to make a playoff. Mm -hmm. They go to Utah, Pat. The number moved from six to seven. Utah is a seven-point dog in Utah, one of the toughest places to play in the Pac-12. Very good defense. They like to run the ball. Where's the what, what is Vegas saying about this one, if you know? Because for it to move from six to seven oh, I know. a day is wild. Right, and I know. I, I went back and forth with one odds maker earlier today, Trista, and they opened at five and a half, and he said sharp play right away on the opener at minus five and a half, and he said the sharps hit us again at minus six and a half, which pushed them out to seven. I'm like you, Trista. I, look, Oregon's really good, and that game against Washington was probably may have been the best game of the year for both teams. It was a lot. It was super entertaining, you know, high level football. Although a couple of questionable decisions, but look, I like that they were aggressive on both sides, and they made a great game of it. It was very entertaining. I'm still kind of surprised this goes to seven. I mean, Utah's coming off a good road win. That is a good team. It is a tough place to play. Heck, man, I'm I'm definitely tempted to take uh, to take Utah money line here. Um, I just think it's a really tough spot. Yeah, tough place to play too. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, Patrick no Everson, Vegas Insider. Great to talk to you, man. We'll talk to you again next week. Absolutely. Have a great week. Absolutely. What's going on here? Somebody in the Rangers got hit. I don't care. Plate. I mean, I'm trying, Trista. I'm trying to distract you. I'm trying to distract you here. You ain't helping. Damn. I know, I it's BetMGM the night.